let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Monday Morning Podcast, which, of course, was taped Sunday night. I'll get to Rick Buecher, my guest. Great interview, by the way. So a couple of thoughts before we go into the podcast. First of all, I'm in the process of moving, and so I'm staying at a hotel for a couple of weeks, which is odd. I feel like a a little bit of a, a salesman on the road earning his keep, uh, but it was amazing, glorious the weather was unbelievable all day Sunday in California. Everybody was out drinking, joyful, eating. Uh, you can just feel this collective optimism with COVID. Uh, the numbers are going down. The vaccine is working. Uh, it was just so nice. It was the first time in a long time. I'll just say that. It was so nice to go out and see people socializing and wherever you live obviously you know the warmer the state can often help with the virus of florida a texas and arizona and southern california but i haven't seen that in a long time it's not great weather all over the country we all know that our thoughts go to people in texas and other places dealing with this stuff but in my part of the world we've been dealing with this pandemic like the rest of you for a year and i really felt today on sunday night it was just wonderful to see people out and about and socializing and spending their money and happy and eating and drinking, big groups of people everywhere. 
A couple of football notes. So Matt Stafford is off the market. He's with the Rams. Carson Wentz is off the market. He is with the Colts. I was talking to a very close source uh, to our show on the herd. And, you know, I asked about Sam Darnold. I said, you know, Washington and Chicago are playoff teams, winning head coaches, momentum, and I think championship level defenses. They both need an upgraded quarterback. And all I was told was Sam Darnold was highly thought of by both the Bears and the Washington football team. He was highly thought of. So if you look at the people that are on the market now, um, if you can't secure a deal with Deshaun Watson, who we think but we're not sure will be traded, um, Darnold's a better pure thrower of the football than Marcus Mariota. Uh, Darnold is healthier than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Darnold is more dynamic than, say, a Teddy Bridgewater on the market, potentially, or an Alex Smith. Uh, so expect some Sam Darnold news, it feels like, to me, between these teams vying for a new quarterback in the next few weeks. New England, maybe they're interested. The more and more I read about New England, the more you believe Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback coming out, is somebody that's in their thoughts. So who knows? All right, let's bring in our guest. Been a buddy of mine for a long time, covering the NBA for about 20 years. There's a lot of different angles now. This is about the time of the year that I really get into the NBA. I watched two games today. Uh, I've watched three games over the last four days, and I bring in my friend, Rick Buecher. So I'm watching Celtics and Pelicans today, and I'll start with the Pelicans. Uh, Zion's numbers right now are they're cartoonish. He's shooting like 66% from the field. It's like wilt. Uh, it's insane. Now, it's they won today. They're not translating to wins. Um, that's my first issue. Uh, not really issue questions. Secondly, I'm amazed at the pushback on Zion, and it may only be social media, but I think he creates conflict at the rim. Very few players do. Mm-hmm. I think he's a great watch. Mm-hmm. I think the league needs about eight of him. Yeah. It's like an 80s game. Yep. One of the reasons I thought he would be a good player, I said, he's going to be Carl Malone. He's going to get about eight free throws a night because he's just going to initiate so much contact. Yeah. Now, they haven't translated to wins. Is that a mark on Zion or a reality of their roster? I think it's a reality of the game right now in that it has become such a three-point heavy game. Your ability to defend the three and to shoot the three is the difference with so many teams. If you if you look at the Utah Jazz, they're shooting lights out when it comes to three-pointers, more so than they ever have before. I don't, I don't really like them as a playoff team, but they defend the three well and they shoot the three well. And that combination is giving, giving them something that, that nobody else has. And since people aren't playing a whole lot of defense, this is an offensive-oriented game. That, I mean, you look across the board, all of the offensive players, and I put Zion in this category because defensively, he's really not going to give you a whole lot. And it's yeah. why I believe in part his great numbers are not translating into wins is because he can score and he can score easily and he's dynamic, but he's scoring twos and chances are he's giving up threes at the other end. And so that's the dynamic, uh, the formula that isn't working for the Pelicans in spite of what Zion, Zion is doing. And I look, um, I think the kid is, is he's smart. 
Uh, he wants to he wants to have an impact. Uh, he wants to improve his game. I, I like everything about him, and I think he is a dynamic player. But this is just a weird year where, like, LeBron James's mid-range game is as good as I've ever seen it. Like, his step back is killer. But they lost the other night because they're trading twos for threes. And right now, the three-point shot is dominating the game. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because, and, I, and I've said this for years, I watch a lot of NBA. Um, I've watched three games in two nights, and I think my takeaway is I preferred the game when it was a little more layered. I miss conflict at the rim. Yes. I miss dunking. I miss power yep. players. And I and I do wonder if, I don't know who I talked to about this, if Adam Silver, maybe it was Nick Wright, Adam Silver has discussed the idea of trying to some, somehow make threes slightly more difficult. Yeah. Don't toy the game up. Don't give me fours and fives, yeah. but make them slightly more difficult. Because I think I think the I think there's a thirst for games like Zion. He reminds me a lot of a young Charles Barkley. Right. Barkley, you couldn't take your eyes off of. Right. Well, and I had Nick Nurse on my podcast, and we talked about this very thing because I was I was of the mind I was going revolutionary. I was saying, let's get rid of the three-point line because then we'll get back to an even game where now you're trying to get to the best, the highest percentage shot that you can get rather right. than playing the percentages that three is worth two. And so even if you shoot a lesser percentage of threes, it's still worth more than what you can shoot from two. And he was like, you don't have to go that extreme. All you have to do is allow more physicality into the game. Because right now, you're not like you, you can't bump, you can't brush a guy, you can't do anything on the perimeter. So I'm either I either have to give you a clean look at a three, or uh, or or you're gonna go to the free throw line for three for for three shots. If you just right. allowed a little more contact, you would get a more balanced game and you would get teams running more sets and a little more creativity when it comes to offense. Because right now it's I'm going to drive, and if I can get there, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try to finish at the rim. If I can't, I'm going to lob to my big if the big comes over to help, or I'm going to kick it for a three-pointer. That's it. That's essentially what everybody plays right yep. now. San Antonio might be a slight exception, but for the most part, that's the way everybody plays. And I just think it's – you know, you've watched it long enough. You know, it, Colin, it used to be like every team had its flavor. It had its style mm -hmm. and it was like boxing matches, like styles make fights. Like the, could Memphis Grizzlies and their grit and grind, how is that going to do against the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns? Like, and you, and you got to see that dynamic and now it's everybody's playing the same way. And I think Nick is right. Like if you just, if you just allowed more physicality in the game, if it wasn't all touch fouls, I think it would it would change the dynamic and three-pointers wouldn't be quite as valued as they are. Let's talk Boston, which blew a big lead today and is not playing particularly well. Now, some of that is they've had injuries. Marcus Smart is out. He's obviously a very important piece to them. But, you know, as I watched them, I said this earlier this week, I probably watched them play six, seven times. Oh. And there's something wrong with Kemba. He doesn't play great back-to-backs. Right. That's obvious. Right. And my second takeaway is, listen, we all know um, we all know Danny Ainge is smart, but I wonder if the window was closed. Didn't get a ton for Gordon Hayward. Horford's gone. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like they're too small. 
I like Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown feels like a B-plus to me. Kemba's not right. And I look at him and I think, this is just not a championship team. Yeah. It's just a good basketball yeah. team. They, they don't have enough good players. What do you see? Yeah, I, well, it starts with Kemba, as you mentioned. And a lot of GMs are ticked off at Danny. Because Danny tried like hell to move Kemba at the beginning of the year, knowing that his knee wasn't right. He was trying to get rid of damaged goods. And that's the issue that Kemba is, is, is dealing with. And at his size, it's a little bit like Isaiah Thomas. This is the second little point guard in a row he's run into that has a physical issue and it changes everything. In the regular season, you can kind of get away with it and disguise it. But when you play the best teams, they're going to exploit that he's undersized and can't move the same way that he once could. And so it it really starts there. And then, uh, look, I like Thice, but I, I just don't think that they have enough size. Um, he's not a screen setter. He doesn't shoot the three quite well enough. He plays well for his, for his what he has. He makes the most out of what he has. But they're just, it, it's kind of what you said. Like, I don't know that there's any one specific thing other than they're just not, they're good. They're not great. There's That's nothing right. that they're, they're great good. at. There's nothing that you go, man, you can't, This they're going to dominate this aspect of the game. And, and so they are where they are. Like, they'll be competitive. They'll be a playoff team. But they're not a championship contending team. Um, so this Giannis thing, I'm, I'm tickled by because I never bought he was the face of the league. I just thought he was really talented. Yeah. Um, some guys want to be the face of the league. Some guys can be. He doesn't control games. He's a liability late. It's interesting. Drew Holiday missed a series of games. They lost all of them. And I said the other day, he's not the most valuable guy in his own team. He's just the most talented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Antoine Walker came on my show the other day and he said, listen, what he's good at, he's great at. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't work on what he's not great at. And LeBron James is a tinker. He's always tinkering. Yeah. Kevin Durant always feels like a tinker to me. Giannis, outside of three and a half feet, is not a very skilled or finessed offensive player. Right. He doesn't have a lot of touch. He's not shooting free throws now particularly well. Right. I think late in games, he's become your classic big liability. Um you know, I just look at him and I think he's just got big flaws. You can marginalize him. There's a book out on him. Here's how you defend him. Yeah. There's no book on the great ones. Yep. They get their points. I feel like there's a book on Giannis now. Well, he can't manufacture easy buckets. Now, he gets easy buckets like in transition. If somebody sets him up or he can use his athleticism, he gets easy buckets that way. What I mean in manufacturing buckets is when – you just get the ball and a little footwork and little step back, boom, you get it. It's not, it's not, it's not yeah. exciting. It's just efficient and effective. And I, from what I know, the coaches that I've talked to, he does work on his weaknesses. He is working on his mid-range game. He is working on his jump shot. It just hasn't come together for him and his ability to do it in games. It's, and, and he, like, I feel like he would be, if he had grown up in the States and he would played more pickup ball, more street ball, more AAU ball, he'd be a different player. But coming up the way that he did, um, his game, he didn't get that 
the the junk in his game that you need where you just you create something out of nothing and you can tell it in his confidence i think that's the biggest thing is like kobe would miss and i and i'm you know making extreme but then again we have anointed i mean Giannis has been a league mvp so maybe it's not crazy right. to to reference kobe but kobe could miss 15 16 shots steph curry can miss 15 16 shots and their demeanor isn't Oh, I guess it's, I got to find something out. It's just not my day or I can't like, I got to try to No, that like it's going in. Eventually I'm going to win the game. Eventually Giannis doesn't have that aura whatsoever. He misses a couple shots and, and it's not even him like Milwaukee immediately diverts. Okay. Well, we'll go with Chris Middleton. We'll go with Drew holiday. We're we'll go with Eric Bledsoe when he was there. Like we'll go with somebody else. Right. And if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo and you're the MVP and you know you're the best player on the team and you give your team the best chance to win, you'd be like, hell no. that The ball comes to me or we have a problem. Right. He's okay with it goes to somebody else. And I believe it's because he's aware I don't have that game, at least not yet. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA in-play. Absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in-play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcomes of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA InPlay, so the action is always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is easy to use. It takes less than two minutes to sign up. I did it. It's a breeze. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. Um... You know, I was watching the Miami Heat Lakers game, and and Miami ended up almost giving it away. Yeah. But they were, you know, and we we talked about this. I've talked about this on my show. I think was Miami kind of an aberration. They got hot. Spolster was a great coach. Veteran team struggled in the bubble, but in the end, they can struggle to defend. Um, if Butler, you know, Jimmy Butler's a great player, mm -hmm. then it's a series of young guys. Um, Bam's a good player. You're not going to get 28 a night from him. Right. And I watch him this year, and I'm like, they were a little bit of an aberration last year. It happens in all sports. Lightning in a bottle. Yep. Older team. They just they play like a college team, a well-coached college team. I watch them this year. When I watch them, I'm just like, oh, they're okay. Yeah. They don't have a consistent second great score. I don't know how close they were or how real the discussion, I know there was discussion between Miami and Houston for James Harden. And Houston supposedly wanted Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson, and then the pieces uh, in order, Kelly um, Olenek, um, the pieces that would allow it financially to work. Yeah, but Houston didn't want, it, 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 Miami said no on Hero. Exactly, exactly. And I think that was a mistake. I think they would be in a completely different place if they had James Harden. I felt that they were missing that even when Jimmy Butler was good as he was because he can get his 
but he's not like he can get his. He's not going to get it for everybody else, right? Right, that's, right. To me, that's the superstar. The stars, they can get their points. The superstars get their points and they get points for other guys as well. Uh, Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson, keep in mind the circumstances of the bubble. Like they were young. Nobody kind of had a book on them. Um, right. They also had Jay Crowder, who I can't like, now I'm looking at it and I'm thinking he did not get nearly enough credit for how <laughs> Miami was because he knocked down right. threes consistently and he was a great defensive presence. You take Jay Crowder out. Jimmy Butler is, uh, it has been injured a lot, has been out for a variety of reasons a lot. And now teams are just going at Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson over <laughs> yes. and over again. And these guys are not, and, and they're looking at them and saying, if we run you off the three-point line, how good are you inside? Not as good as they were. And so there's a book on those two guys, and it's changed the dynamic completely when it comes to the Miami. Yeah. I think you're 100%, 100% right. It, that was lightning in a bottle. So segueing to the Lakers, um, you know, it's interesting. The world I grew up in the NBA is if you are talented, you are, the, you are a one. You are, you are a franchise guy. And I've said this, and I really believe this. There's very few ones. Ones being Steph, Chris Paul, LeBron. They have the emotional discipline. Maybe five or six in the league total. In the league. Yeah. And I've said this. I can't depend on Anthony Davis. He's the best two in the history of the league. He doesn't have the emotional. Um, it's not. A, it's not passion. I can't trust him physically. I'm not sure he wants to be a one. I think he loves being the two to LeBron. Hundred percent. You know, this year, forget the injuries. I get Laker games every night. He didn't play well offensively. He was not the same player, and it was almost as if he was saying, "Hey, listen, I'm not the one here." Yeah. I'm really, we just want a title, me being the best two in the world. And that's what, it, that's what he is. Yeah. One, first of all, he is, to me, this is where like people look at his talent and maybe his numbers and the, and, and the fact that he, he is a very good defensive player and they call him a superstar. I consider him a star for what we just talked about. He gets his numbers. He's not a playmaker who gets other guys numbers if they play through him it's essentially can he can anthony davis get something or i'm going to kick it back out to lebron james and now he's going to create something or get something but it's not like i give it to anthony davis and it's either he scores or he gets an easy bucket for somebody that, that that's not how it works and i'm i i guess i i did a piece a while back where i went back to chicago and i talked to his AAU coach back there. His family is very, his dad, very upset because I, I talked to his high school coach. I talked to his AAU coach. He, he, he came up in a charter school that was, um, I think it might have senior year. They were like four and 17 and then he went to Kentucky. And I don't, if you are an NBA caliber player who then is going to go to Kentucky for one year and play in the NBA and your high school team is only four and 17, there is something wrong. Like there is a, I'm happy just being out there and getting my points, but not necessarily winning games. I'm not going to put this team on my back. Listen, most people don't want to leave. Yeah. 
Listen, it's almost as if he won a title and he came into this season saying, okay, I'll win. Right. But I'm not taking the franchise over. And it's almost like he stepped back a little to say, no, 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 this is who I am. I'm the world. I just, it was funny when I watched him early this year, I'm like, I thought, you know, there's something missing. Yeah. I, you know, and it, it, it's actually surprising to me because I thought that, and we see it with certain guys, like they win a championship and they see themselves differently. Like they go through that and they get to the town, to, to the mountaintop and they're like, Oh, I can be this kind of player. Like maybe there was a, a question in their mind. There was an uncertainty, but once they've done it, I kind of feel like LeBron in a way got there. Like when he was first, you know, the, 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 when he was first in Miami and he faces Dallas, like that was Dwayne Wade's team and he cratered in the finals. And it was like, he didn't, what, what do I do? What do I go to? It was a crisis in confidence for him. LeBron has slowly built himself up where I think if you put him in a league with Jordan or Kobe, you'd still see the mental difference between the two and the killer instinct. Uh, and the difference in killer instinct. But LeBron can look around now in the league and go, there's nobody here I can't beat. Like there's nobody That's right. There's nobody tougher than I am. I can impose, right. uh, impose my will. But I think it's by, it's sort of by attrition. Like there, it's, it's the fact that nobody of that ilk is actually in the league. Now, it'll be interesting if we see Nets Lakers because I feel like, that threesome in Brooklyn, this is the this is the the element, and I hate giving this to you on your podcast because I was going to make an entire podcast of my own on this, <laughs> on this very subject. But I look at those three guys, and the unifying element for them is we want to we want to knock off LeBron James. Kyrie wants to knock off LeBron James. KD wants to knock off LeBron James again. And James Harden certainly wants to knock off LeBron James, having been in the West all that time and having to watch LeBron do, do what he does. So I think that's the element that I am in some ways, like if we got a Lakers Nets final, I think the Nets are a better small ball team. I think the Lakers can't play big ball like they did last year. That's, that's how they won playing big. And I think they're a small ball team now and not as, I think they're good, probably good enough to get to the finals. But if it comes down to Brooklyn and I'm not convinced Brooklyn can get there either. Like, I don't know if their small ball can get past Philadelphia or out of the Eastern conference, but if they do, if it's a Nets Lakers series, as of right now, I like the Nets chances because they're not just good at that style, but they're coming with, more motivation than anybody else has those guys those three guys are so they will find a way to play together to beat that one guy where are we with kd now he's hurt again yeah. i mean we know he's a little bit emotionally fragile it's okay sensitive whatever you know that's who he is it's fine right. um i don't think he's weird i think kyrie can be weird i don't think kd's weird i think he's just he's, he's sensitive he's aaron Rodgers. he's a little sensitive yeah. um where are we with him um you can't marginalize him like Giannis. Mm-hmm. He gives you generally, he's more unstoppable than Kawhi. Um, again, I think he's more of an offensive force than Anthony Davis. Sure. He does give you effort on the defensive end, unlike James Harden. Yep. 
is he? Do you look at him? And I mean, I Embiid uh, does. I don't know. Is Embiid has some limitations? I mean, Kevin can just take over games with the ball. Yeah. Do you look at Durant today as the second best player in the NBA? I, I kind of do when he's healthy. I yeah, I do. I do by default. Just That's how I look it, at it's, it. It's you know, it's he's he's the thing is is he's evolved. I don't even evolve. Maybe devolved. Like. You think about KD in Oklahoma City, and he was he was beloved. Like he was such a a warm figure. People people love the Durantula. And now I feel like people are just kind of mystified. Like, what's he really about? What's he, he he's got this um this unhappy vibe about him, no matter what happens. I mean, this year, like he comes back and I know that he was genuinely, like he told people, one of the reasons he didn't go to the Knicks was because he wasn't sure that he was going to be KD when he, when he, when he came back, like, can I still be that player? And so he wanted to make sure that he was going with another star and he didn't want the pressure of being a Nick if he couldn't be that guy and lo and behold, I think he is. I think he's all the way. I mean, look, he looks as good or better than he did then. There's no indication to me that there's lingering effect. And he's playing on a team with the two guys that he wanted to play with and instant like chance of winning a championship. And he's in Brooklyn. He's got everything he could possibly want and yet I don't sense any joy from him in playing the game. And there was a time where I did. And I think that that, while that shouldn't necessarily affect how we judge a player's overall ability, I, I, it, I think it does. I think people like look at KD and they're like, yeah, he's really good. What's wrong with him? <laughs> like, not as a player, yeah. as a per, like what's, what's bothering him? And when, when you have that question, it, 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 uh, I think it distracts from looking at what he is as a player, which is arguably the second best player in the league. It's almost like he's chasing something, but he's not sure what he's yes, chasing. Yes, and, 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 and there's like a, a, a sinking feeling that I'm never, whatever, I'm not going to get there. Like, I'm Sisyphus, you know, I'm just going to keep pushing it up the hill and this is coming back or this. I mean, it, again, you, you made the comparison to Aaron Rodgers. I thought it was the... You know, Aaron Rodgers, after he won his first Super Bowl, he said, is that all there is? And I feel like KD went to Golden State and he's a two-time MVP finals, finalist, uh, MVP, MVP, finals MVP and wins two rings. And it was like, okay, that didn't, that didn't do it. That didn't satisfy me. Like, what, it's, okay, so now I'm going to go to the Brooklyn and I'll be the guy. And I, like, I would hope that, I just, I just would like to feel like he's enjoying what's going on with him, and I don't, I don't get that. You know, I, we we had talked earlier about who I I really feel are number ones. I think Chris Paul is. I think LeBron is. I think Steph is. I think Damian Lillard is. I thought he should have been in the All Star game over Luca. Uh, maybe it's the geographic location. Maybe well, it's because people feel like he's a lesser version of Steph. I, I. I I don't think it's that. I, I, I mean, between those two, uh, keep in mind, it's a popularity vote. So, uh, Isn't Dame popular? I thought he was more popular. 
He's a big game shooter. Doncic has, has all of Europe. Like you get a concentrated country. And uh, I think that I, I would say that and being in Dallas and that market. Uh, and also the hype. Like I, this really bothered me. I mean, I, I hate to be, I hate media on media crime. But I have to tell you, there, there are times where I look at my NBA media brethren and I and there's storylines that come up and I'm thinking, who the hell is manufacturing this based on what? And that was Luka Doncic being the favorite to be the MVP this year coming into the season. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, they, they got knocked out in the first round in the bubble. <laughs> and his efficiency while he had his usage rate is through the roof and he dribbled like James Harden took all this grief from my NBA media brethren about dominating the ball. Hello. Have you seen Doncic? I mean, Doncic has the ball all the time and is not much better defensively does not shoot the three as well turns the ball over, seems to be nicked up physically all the time. And so I, I had, that. that's my issue with Doncic getting in ahead of Lillard, is that I feel like there was this narrative that began in the preseason that yeah. carried him there. And it's why I have an issue when you like, when you, 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 you anoint a guy as a preseason favorite to be in the MVP, he can only fall so far when you put him that right. high, right? And he never deserved yes. to be that high. Yeah, that, that's I've said this before. The MVP, the Heisman is too parochial and too regional. And the MVP in basketball is just who's the best story. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. what it's been yep. for years. Who You know, yep. and I get it. There's 82 games. Uh, it gets overshadowed by the NFL. You know what's funny? It's a good, you, you look for the story. Yeah, you know what's funny is, like, LeBron was just such a tired story. But now that he hasn't had it for a while and they tried a couple other names out and then LeBron, the door opens up and it's like, hey, maybe LeBron winning another one would be a good story. It's, but, it's, but it's that. It's not like, I mean, to me, LeBron James was the MVP of the league last year. Just clearly. People, for the same point you made, like AD might have had the numbers, but to me he got his numbers because of LeBron. And Giannis. Hey, I talked to I talked to Maverick Carter, and he said ten games into the bubble, the Lakers about lost it. And I asked him on a podcast. I said <laughs> they weren't very good in the first ten games, and I said something happened. And he said, and and this again, this is his value. He said LeBron just sort of decided, okay, we're here, yeah. we're going to win this thing. Yeah. But he he said it was really LeBron just made a decision. This is brutal. I miss my kids. Yep. But we, we got business to do. And I, and I always think we've never quite understood sort of the mentally and physically, LeBron's a rock. He, every night, he is a rock. A lot of these guys, Kawhi's flaky, so is Harden, so is Kyrie. KD is a little sensitive. Giannis has limitations. Um, Lillard's a rock. LeBron is Lillard's a, a rock. Who's that? Lillard. I think Damian Lillard is a total he rock. He just doesn't have the physicality that LeBron has. I mean, he's a, he's an average size or slightly under average point guard. 
you know, so he's going to have he's going to have his limitations there. But I, I agree. With Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Vredestein tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Vredestein test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, Rick Buecher, here we go. We're going to do rapid fire, fill in the blank to finish our podcast today. What are you drinking, by the way? Just having a little bit of coffee. I went on a two and a half hour bike ride with my wife from, I live in Half Moon Bay. We went down to Pescadero and back. The hills were one thing, but then we had a headwind on top of it. I can do one or the other. You give me both. I'm a little bit gassed. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know why you're doing this. I didn't even this. go surf today. I, I was going to go surf afterward. I said, you know what? I've had enough. 
I gotta get, I gotta hey, deal I with Colin died. after this. I, almost... I can't, I can't do the triathlon. I can't, I can't <laughs> bike, surf, Colin. I can't. It's got to be two. Biathlon. All right. Here we go. Rapid fire right. round with Rick Buecher. The single best interview in the game today is. I, rapid fire. You got to give. Uh, Steph Curry. The NBA city you can't wait to travel to once things get back to normal is. It ain't Sacramento, so let's cross them off. Um, I'm going to say New York. LeBron is ranked blank on your all-time greatest players list. <laughs> um, fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Jeez. That's, uh... <laughs> you know what? Can I? I'm going to go from Steph Curry. I'm going to go to his teammate, Draymond Green. Best, best uh, interview. Okay. I like him. One thing... One thing people don't know about Steph Curry is, um, he's a well. They might know this. He's a better human being than he is a basketball player. Bradley Beal will be a blank by next season. <laughs> An unhappy wizard. What a what a! I feel like an absolutely wasted career. I've loved Bradley Beal for five years. What a wasted career. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's imprisoned. I know it's funny. LeBron loves him. I've been told that by two people. LeBron loves him. Mm. Totally would love to play with him, but you can't get him out. What are you going to give him? Um, the most fascinating player you've ever covered is. Ooh. Wow. I-, I could go a couple different directions. My, my first instinct is to say Kobe Bryant. Um, but I also got to know Yao Ming really well. And just the, you know, his coming from China, what he, the, I mean, the circumstances, the, the, the society, the culture, like it was such a wild shift for him to go from Shanghai division three basketball, no heat in the gym, uh, no sense of what celebrity is, no, like no recognition that way to he's a teammate with Steve, Stevie Francis, Steve Franchise, as a number one pick in the NBA rock and roll. And just like the fact that he handled it as well as he did, uh, that to me was, it was extraordinary to witness that. But Kobe, watching the evolution of Kobe from the time I saw him in summer league as a, as a rookie to, you know, the last time I saw him, um, his transformation and his growth was just, I had a front row seat for it. So that, that was, what was that? What was this summer league? Like it was at long beach state. It was in the pyramid. There was, like, yeah. there was <laughs> no, like there was no security. Like you could, I, you could roll, you could roam wherever you wanted to literally after they played, I walked straight into the locker room and Kobe's there putting his literally putting, he had a little backpack. He's putting his, it looked like a high school kid, which he essentially was. And w- you still wore jocks back then. He's putting his jock and his shoes in his little backpack. And I introduced myself and he was so like excited to talk. I don't know if I was at the San Jose Mercury News or Washington Post at that point. I wasn't at ESPN yet, but he was just 
like he just gushed. He was so excited. And, and, and he was a gunner already then. Like <laughs> he, you had vets out there. You had summer, like he came out there and he, the instant he hit the floor, he thought he was the best player in the gym. Just radiated that from minute one. And, uh, but it was just such an innocent time to see him like that. And then to see him go through Colorado and the fight with, you know, the battles with Shaq and like, and, and evolve his game and like, you know, everything, you know, to win championships with Shaq and then to eighth seed and out and, and then to bring Phil back and get Pau Gasol and like craft a team, you know, get his ass kicked by Boston and realize I can't do it by myself anymore. I have to have help. Just watching that journey that he made um, through his career was just, it was, it was fascinating to watch. And I was fortunate enough that we got to know each other very early on. And he, he gave me access and insight to him that I don't know, like we could just have conversations about the game and what was going on. And I read, I wrote maybe like 20% of what I learned from him. Um, but seeing everything through his eyes was, it was just an amazing experience. Yeah. To be interesting, you have to be interested. Kobe was interested in a lot of yes. stuff. Yes. He was really, you know, the, a little bit of a bon vivant by NBA standards because of his international background. He cared about, he loved soccer. He loved food. He loved travel. Spoke multiple languages. Like he came up, yep. he didn't come up in AAU. Like he was, he was, you know, he, he came up, his first playing was against little Italian kids. Right. And, and, <laughs> um, and so, and he was always fascinated with, as you said, like we would have a conversation about something and that would spark his interest. And the next thing I knew he was diving into whatever it was, um, whole hog. And that was, it was just, uh, made him a very interesting character. And then he was just, just this driven edge to him too. Um, you know, a lot of people would refer to him as being jelly bean Bryant's revenge on the NBA, the jelly bean Bryant basically <laughs> thought he was Kobe but didn't have the game for it, but always thought he should have right. like, people just didn't recognize he was that great. And, uh, and so never got the recognition. So he created a son who did everything that he thought he could have done. Great stuff. Bukes. love having you on this, the volume, our new little podcast network. You were great. You did a triathlon, scaled a mountain. You need to go rest, Thank you. hang out with your beautiful family. <laughs> This was great. Just a bunch of topics. Hope to have you on again, buddy. And thanks. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, everybody. You can follow us at The Volume Sports on Twitter, at The Volume Sports on Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. We're going to have some big news in about 10 days at The Volume. We're bringing somebody aboard who is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You have a great day.
Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.